Hey everyone, and welcome to our first Yogi Misfit session. I'm Danny Pomploon, and I'll be guiding you through our show today. I'm so excited to announce uh, our guest today. It's Susanna Friedman, or if I like, as I like to call her, my yoga wife. Susanna, how are you? Hi, honey. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really good. Doing really good. It's a uh, beautiful day in San Francisco. I cannot complain. Yeah, perfect. So um, let's get this started. Uh, I guess our first question is, why yoga for you, Susanna? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it was always a really big part of my life growing up, and I kind of rebelled against it. Um, and then it just got to a certain point where I was doing the physical practice and really enjoying it. Um, and when I would take breaks, I realized that I missed the physicality, but what I missed more was the sense of peace that I got from it. Um, and so that's when I actually started becoming more dedicated to the practice because I started to realize that it was something so much bigger than um, mm -hmm. when I had initially thought it to be. And I just haven't, I just can't get myself to stop now. <laughs> yeah, I really like what you said about the, the peace of mind part because I feel a lot of us kind of go into the practice for the physicality and we forget that there's such another part to it that the physical is like really one of like the smallest layers of it and, and finding peace in, in yoga and, and everything that we get to do in our day-to-day -day lives is, is a pretty good feeling. I I'd say. Yeah. I think everyone has their own way into the practice and there is no right way and no wrong way to get into it, at least not for me. And even people I think who are doing it just for this physical part of it, um, I think that they end up getting all the other benefits anyway because of the mindfulness that asana forces us to cultivate. Um, but I definitely, at this point, am more partial to the philosophical and spiritual aspects of the practice. So how long have you been practicing for total? Um, well, I'm not going to count when I used to dabble and hate it, but um, I've been practicing um, for about 12 years. Okay. And what, uh, what got you started on your teaching journey? Um, it was one of those, it started with one of those things where people kind of asked me, I would go to the same teachers in the same classes and people started asking me if I was interested in becoming a teacher. And that kind of put the seed in my head. I was on a really, really, really different career path. Um, and um, I was trying to be an actor and I was in Australia actually working with a theater company there. And I went to Bali to do my teacher training. And while I was there, I just something clicked for me where I realized that the best way for me to be of service was to um, spread yoga as much as I could and share it with as many people as I could. Um, and I think art is unbelievably important. And I definitely think it's of service. I just kind of something clicked for me where I realized that I could be of best service sharing this practice. As as a yoga teacher myself, I mean, I couldn't agree with with you more. I, I think that you know, the more we get to share this gift with other people, um, the more you know, the better the world is. And I think a lot of people need it and just haven't really found it or realized it yet. Yeah, and I think that that goes back to what we were talking about before, or what I was maybe mentioning about the different avenues. I think that people, especially in the West, have this idea of yoga being one thing. I mean, I'm sure you run into it all the time, where it's like oh, I'm, I'm not flexible enough to do yoga or I'm not strong enough to do yoga or I really don't like whatever part of the practice, you know? And, and people just don't know how many facets of the practice there are. Um, 
and um, they can really get into it in any way that they want. And I think it really is applicable to everybody. Like I think everybody can find a part of it that they like. You just have to look at it um, through a broader lens than just like, you know, a vinyasa class or something like that. I agree. And I think, you know, for, for those of you listening, this is one of the reasons why I decided to do this podcast was to really demystify the whole yogi thing. And, you know, we're not all vegans and yeah. <laughs> we're not all Om and Shanti all the time. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're normal human beings. So it's, uh, it's nice to, to hear, um, that we're all, you know, that there are different ways to go into it and that we're all kind of normal people in the end. Not kind of, I guess we are. <laughs> yeah, we're all the same, you know, and I think that yoga is also like the great equalizer. Like, I think hopefully the longer you practice, or at least for me, the longer I've practices, practiced, the more I realize how much of a beginner I am. And so then it just like, you know, there's not much difference between me and someone whose first class it is, aside from the fact that I just have more of the specific knowledge than they do. Um but yeah, it's just like, we're all, we're all, as my teacher says, we're all different, but not separate. So, mm. and yoga reminds me of that. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. So this is the point in the show where we get to, uh, where we get to pick a question from someone, uh, that tweeted in. And so we're going to get right down to it. Perfect. Jessica wants to talk about getting over the need to master a handstand what's um what's your opinion i know i have opinions on it too what um what do you feel about that susanna what do you feel is um is important to hear about getting over having to master a handstand especially in in our practice nowadays where you see inversions a lot and you right. see all these one arm balances and and uh you know more sort de soleil kind of stuff what's your uh, what's your thoughts on it um, I think that's a great question. And it's even something that like, I probably didn't even want to admit as a teacher, but something I really struggled with not handstand the pose, but just my desire that I had to be able to do handstand. Like I went through this whole period of time thinking that I wasn't as good of a teacher as other people. Cause I couldn't do this one pose. And, um, I put a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure on myself to be able to do it. And then ironically, as soon as I took the pressure off of myself to be able to do it, um, and I just had the thought of like, whenever it happens, it's going to happen. It actually came quite easily. Um, not to say that that's the case for everybody, but, um, I think that for me, you know, in, this is going to get a little bit yoga nerdy, but, um, in the text, the Bhagavad Gita, which is, I highly recommend for all of your listeners. Um, it's a really beautiful story, regardless of the philosophy in it. But one of the things that Krishna, who is one of the main characters in the story, says is he says, just do the work for the sake of doing the work. And I think that that is kind of lost in our physical practice these days often. Um, and um, especially with something like trying to, quote, master a pose like handstand, just um, do all the things that you can do in order to get yourself to that place without the attachment of needing to be able to do that pose, if that makes sense. And, and it's, I think a lot more difficult to do than to say, but I think the other thing that finally really resonated with me after years and years is like, you know, once you're able to do a certain pose, there's going to be another pose that you want to be able to do. So I think we have this sense of like, I'm going to feel really confident in my practice once I can do handstand. 
or I'm going to be really impressed with myself once I can do handstand or other people are going to be really impressed with me once I can do handstand. The truth is like you might have a fleeting moment of that, but there are so many poses that if that's what you're after, right after you're able to do handstand, there's going to be another pose that you're going to want to be able to do. And, and so that like sensory longing, um, is kind of self-perpetuating. Um, and it's just creating your own suffering. You know, I think it's good to put effort into things. And I don't think goals in general are bad, but I think that wrapping, um, up your own self-worth as a yogi, as a practitioner or a teacher in, in accomplishing a goal is just, um, like psychologically and emotionally painful and then mm. sometimes physically painful as well. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about the physical painful part, you know, me with my shoulder injury right. right now because I did some things that, you know, I didn't have that stopping point. I was, you know, like you said, I was wrapped up in that posture and, you know, I was kind of mentally I forgot almost what my, what my own practice was about, right. and, you know. And and we are we're all guilty of it. We all we all get something that we get fixated on and at the end of the day, some of this stuff looks pretty cool and it's actually it's sometimes it's not a bad goal to have i think well you know like what you were saying when we get lost into it is where we start to lose ourselves and we where we start to lose our practice as well yeah and you know like i'm not gonna lie being able to do a handstand is really fun like it feels really really good but like i said before it required me looking at it from a different point of view in order to even be able to do the pose. Like, I don't know if you're this way or if other people listening are this way, but if there's pressure on me to do something, um, a, I rebel against it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) the truth comes out. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But B, it makes it much harder to do because I'm like, my mind is so strict and so tight on what I want that my body becomes really tight as well. Mm -hmm, And like mm -hmm. my body won't, there's not the freedom to be able to explore. And I think when we um, get really set on being able to do something, we um, kind of lose the ability to really inquire about ourselves in the process and really inquire about um, parts of the pose that we don't usually think about or like ways of getting into the pose that we don't usually think about or just you know, playing, just like exploring. It so gets... what are your, what are your own personal tips when you yourself get into handstand or that's something that you're trying to work into or it's in your practice? Physically or, um, just like psychologically. Let's do both. Okay. Well, physically, I think it really clicked for me. Um, I actually, I have two main teachers right now, and one of them is Stephanie Snyder, and she had a class on Yoga Glow, um, which I highly recommend, um, about getting into handstand, and she just um, mentioned this one small little shift, which was imagining that I'm bringing my lower ribs and the top of my hip bones towards each other. Um, So in terms of just like the physical aspect of getting into handstand, I think that that is really helpful if people can think about that. So it's basically like the bandhas, like lifting up Mula Bandha, lifting up Uddiyana Bandha. So lifting your pelvic floor and then drawing your belly in and up. Um, physically, that was super, super helpful. And then also, like, I have so many students who are afraid to kick up against a wall because they're afraid they're going to break through the wall. Um, but I'm here to tell everybody that unless 
you're practicing in some weird shack, <laughs> most likely that's not going to happen. You're probably going to be okay. So just kick or on unless out there. you're you're the Hulk doing handstand, right. then you know. Right. Um, even if you're the Hulk doing handstand, actually, you should probably do a little bit of yoga. Yeah, it'd probably be really good for you. Um, <laughs> and then psychologically, I think I touched on it a little bit before, but um, you know drawing out that idea of just doing the work for the sake of doing the work once I am in handstand because it's not like it's um it's not like every time I hop up I land in handstand like it takes a few tries and some days it doesn't even happen and then some days it happens really easily like it's just the ebb and flow of how it goes um but I think that psychologically once I'm actually in the pose or working on the pose I just in order to ne- to not get caught up in um in the like self grandiosity mm-hmm. um i just come back to the breath like how am i breathing in this posture am i breathing in this posture and then i start to think about really minute things within my body so that i kind of don't even give my brain the chance to think about it from an ego point of view um, and and then when you get into it, you give yourself a little mental high five. <laughs> yeah, when when I'm in the pose, I'm like, this feels great. Like, yeah. you know, I've worked hard, and and this is here. But like, honestly, you know, I've I've been down that road of doing poses that I never thought I would able be able to do, and right. being really happy about it. But the more, it's like just finding um, equanimity, right? So like, sure. if I'm in it or not in it ideally my mental state is the same and so at this point that's what I'm trying to cultivate like yes I feel good about getting into it but I try not to follow it down that path I try not to let my thoughts like go down that hole so what do you say now to those working on handstand although you've said pretty much all of it (laughs) how would you what would you tell people that are listening right now that are practicing on handstand like that that's what their what their goal is um I think like um, I think that for me, some, some sage advice, uh, is in general is, um, give yourself a little bit of a break. Um, like if you feel like you've been practicing for a really long time and you're still not able to do it, beating yourself up about it doesn't help. Um, so Wait, it doesn't? <laughs> I know. So weird, right? It's, it's odd, but I, I mean, like I just, I don't. I feel I should share this with you, Danny, because we are married um, and I love you so much. But yeah, being mean to yourself oddly doesn't help anything. Oh, okay. Okay, wait. I'm, I'm, what, I've got to redo all of my teaching then because, <laughs> I mean, I yell at people if they don't get into the posture. Yeah, mind blown. You might want to rethink that. I don't know. It might work. Um, <laughs> as we said, many different paths, you know. Totally. Sometimes. I actually bring out bring out a wooden ruler, and when yeah. people don't hold it for at least a minute, it just whack right on their hands, like. Whoosh. Totally, it's it's <laughs> um, it's that sort of like a uh, quiet love type of approach, like quiet yes, stern. Um, but I would say like it's if you can think about it as cultivating other things aside from physical ability, it helps. Like if you can think of getting into handstand as something that helps you cultivate patience or compassion for yourself, it helps. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then just really putting it into perspective that like, 
don't lie to yourself. Once you're able to do that pose, there will be another pose you want to be able to do. So as much as possible, step out from the illusion that like, this is the thing you have to do to make yourself feel good in your practice. Cause inevitably there's going to be something else. That's awesome. Um, I, I love that answer. I love that. That's good. Yeah. So Susanna, you teach, um, both in San Francisco and Oakland, correct? Yes. I teach and... at flying studios in Oakland and, um, at union yoga in the city and yoga tree Stanion. And actually starting in, um, October, I will be teaching Thursday nights, a level two, three class at yoga tree Petrero from awesome. seven thirty to eight forty-five. And if our listeners wanted to find you online, where would they look? Um, my really embarrassing website, SusannaFriedmanYoga.com. <laughs> we'll have a private talk about the website later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can give me some tips on that. <laughs> so it's SusannaFriedman.com. Uh, SusannaFriedmanYoga.com. SusannaFriedmanYoga.com. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, great. So happy to have you on the show today. I'm um, so happy you asked me. I love you. Yeah, yeah. For those of you listening, Susanna is a really dear friend of mine. Uh, she's a great instructor. Mm, Come check her out here in the Bay. And uh, I think that's all we have for you. Susanna, anything to the listeners before we take off? Um, you know, do your practice. That's it. Practice, practice, practice. Practice makes practice. Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great rest of your day or evening, wherever you're at. And till the next session, see you soon.